Welcome to Game Time. I'm Tim Baxter. I'm Danny Barcelona. And we're joined by Luca Barcelona. Hello. Our special yeah. guest for the for the evening. We are recording this episode literally about 40 minutes after the England match has finished. Are we all okay? My hands are sweaty. I, I have not been that nervous for a neutral football game in a long, long time. Yeah, I think I need my inhaler after watching that penalty <laughs> shootout. <laughs> I'm genuinely still feel quite sick. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm okay. That was, oh, that was mental. I mean, we'll probably delve more into the game itself, but the yeah. penalty shootout, there's not really many more nerve-wracking ways you can win a penalty shootout. No. I mean, what, so there were two the other day, but the England, oh with my the record we have of penalty shootouts... Played three, lost three. But I, like, I was not expecting good things, but we managed to pull through just about... Uh, despite Jordan Henderson's best efforts, yes, uh, and win. Oh, I'm just not. I'm not okay. Like we, we're through, and I'm still not okay. I mean, I'm not even an England fan, and I'm still shaking, which is odd. I don't think I've sweat this much. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the gym today as well. I didn't even sweat. <laughs> Crazy game though. It Crazy. was mental. It was mental. So, I say we were probably on top for 85 minutes. Yeah, uh, we being England on top of about 85 minutes until maybe that last five minutes when Pickford went and like save of the tournament mm. for that a rebate crazy. shot. I think it was a rebate. Just yeah. like stunning save. I was like just elated. I was like, what's just happened? Jordan Pickford's now like, it needs a statue of him being put up. And then he goes and concedes like a minute later from the corner. But, oh my God. You know, that It was crazy because we were all watching it and that was one of the best saves I've ever seen. And not a replay of it was shown for 40 Nothing. minutes because so much happened directly after that save <laughs> that they just didn't have time to show a replay. But, oh, I mean, to be fair to England, like you said, dominated the game. Scored from a penalty after, again, I don't understand what defenders are not understanding about VAR. If there's a literal TV that records everything, why are they still trying to jump on players' backs? Yeah, I... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't really think I can add anything more to that. Um, um, and, and also the the headbutt. Yeah, that was. It's in the rules. If you try and headbutt someone, it's a clear red card. Yeah, he clearly, headbutted yeah. him twice in the chest and the head in one yeah. swift motion. I mean, so, he took Zidane's headbutt to a new <laughs> level. He thought, you know what? I, that's I, something. That's the one thing in a World Cup you don't want to emulate is that <laughs> thing from 2006 in the final. But. Good. No, he should have been sent off, which, you know, yeah. probably would have saved us the ridiculous mm. trauma from that oh, penalty yeah. shootout. But. but yeah, England on top for most of the game. And Colombia, they had a game plan. You could oh, yeah. see it, which was kick the living daylights out of any player with a red shirt. Yeah. And it worked because that game, I was saying to Luca while we were watching it, I don't remember a passage of play that Mm-mm. didn't end in a free kick. Yeah. Like the ball yeah. didn't really go out for throw-ins or goal kicks. It was just, and here's another foul, and here's another yeah. booking, and here's another foul. It still wasn't as bad as that Panama match, though. No, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> where Harry Kane was literally suplexed in the penalty box. Um, but, I mean, they still tried it. They still tried it. And that's what the penalty came from, you know, for us to score our first goal, was yeah. Harry Kane mm. getting pushed over in the box. 
Yeah. And they really disputed it as well, though. That's yeah. the thing. It's like you've you've literally tried to get a piggyback off Harry Kane, and you <laughs> 25 minutes afterwards you're complaining that no, it shouldn't be a penalty. It's like they really shout, started shouting at that yeah. referee. I mean, Gianluigi Buffon's probably watching that at home, thinking I did less to Michael Oliver and somehow <laughs> yeah. came out with forty thousand pound fine and banned yeah. from Champions well, League. You see Falcao like mm, went yeah. mental. I've never seen him like that. Um, and he just started yelling. I was like, if I was a referee, I'd have just sent him off. Like, oh, yeah, saying that, um, it happened with Ronaldo the other day as well, when he blatantly just, like, yelled F off at the referee. Yeah. And you could see it on the slow-mo replay when he was talking to the referee, and he only got a yellow card for it. I just don't think there is as much discipline when it comes to talking back to the refs as no. there should be. No. And I think there should be a new rule mm. at the end of the tournament, being but they're well within their right to just book anyone that, like, pisses them off. Yeah. I think it's going to... It should just get to the point where you just treat it like a rugby match. Mm. If anyone talks back to the referee in rugby, that's a booking or a sending yeah. off. Just make it that. So yeah. any, or just make it, because it's the rule, isn't it? That the captain can talk to the referee. Yeah. But then yeah. you just get like five players just surround the ref. Yeah. Well, I think Harry Kane did a good job of that in this match. Yeah. He was a, He's a very calm guy. I think Southgate's influence has probably, you know, had an influence on him in that mm. respect. But he sort of, when everyone got a bit heated on the England side, he calmed them all down, sort of stood in the way and talked to the referee, yeah. which is good because a lot of sides, i.e. Colombia, one person guy, Falcao would go over to talk to him, already get angry, then everyone else would just pile on. Like you see yeah. it in the Premier League all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's not good to like in yeah, in rugby they call the referee Sir mm. and like they he just tells them to go away and then like we'll bring the captains over and have a chat with them. Which just should be the way it is in, in football. Mm. But so I think something needs to be done because this World Cup has been awful for it. Yeah. It's a lot of, I I mean I don't watch football regularly, but what I've seen is there's a lot of stepping up to the ref, like confronting him mm. right in his face. And you would really think that a referee should be like, you know what, back the fudge <laughs> up and uh, let me do my job. Yeah, and he's probably well within his right to do that, but yeah. it's just so much. And then I think, well, if you had like sin bin, like a sin bin card or something, it would make a difference. Mm. Yeah. It's in just if you talk to the referee, you get sin bin for five minutes because then everyone would stop because that's an immediate deterrent. Because like in yeah. that situation, if. Someone were like, oh, the worst they can get is a yellow card and nothing really happens. Yeah. Um, if they got sent off for five minutes for talk for disrespecting the referee, then they, you know, they could yeah. sit on. They could call it the referee's naughty step, <laughs> where the, the players that disrespect him have to go and sit out for five minutes, and it would yeah. probably dissuade them all from doing it. Yeah. You go yeah. sit over there and you have a long, hard think about why you <laughs> stepped up to me, and then we'll bring you back on. <laughs> you just start hearing referees shouting. Don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> I will take us away the from this. Referee has to stop the game. Bring the player on to apologise. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for everything they did. And then they go, you have to mean it. And, they to, and then, then they can start again. Hey, hey, I will call your mother. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? If they had all the players' mums sat in a box. And they like, had to get them to come on and sort it out. We've, oh. solved, we've solved the crisis. We did it. But in Colombia's defence, bearing in mind, they kicked everyone off the park. They did get their goal and it was always going to yeah. come from a set piece because they created, I think, one chance in open play that Quadrado shanked over oh, yeah. the bar and wide. Yeah. And then it's Yerry Mina, three yeah. goals in three games. It does help when you're like 6'10". Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does help when you're that tall. But good header. Uh, not, Very good header. Not really much pick for Kudadan. No. Trippier gave it a good goal on the line, but just sort yeah. of helped it in off the bar. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, if he if he's an extra three inches tall, we might have been all right. Yeah, and saved us all <laughs> yeah. that trauma. But I, um... I just don't know why he went under it. Why not just jump high enough so that it just 
chest it. Yeah. I think he's only six yards away, so he probably didn't have time to do anything other than like look yeah. at the ball before it hits him in the face. It was a really good header. From it was Lima. a very good header. Um, but after that, it sort of galvanised Colombia because extra time, they were mm. on top for pretty much all the, of it. They, they had Dutch courage, didn't they? They did. They were dominating. Yeah. Some of those crosses into the box were ridiculous. Like they were dangerous crosses. Yeah. And I think Falcao had basically almost a free mm. header if it wasn't for yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Um, which, if he had a free, like, if Falcao ever had a free header, he'd have scored yeah. without doubt. So I think Harry Maguire just did enough to keep us yeah. in the match there. But, like, oh, I was I, just, it's the most nervous I've ever been. <laughs> like, I'm just, oh, I'm not over it. I mean, I don't think Falcao really had the best of games, really. No, he didn't. No. For he someone, didn't he, had, he, had, uh, he had a few chances with headers, but just nothing went on target. It was kind of like, his Manchester United Chelsea career. Do you think oh, they were boy. lacking the creativity of James Rodriguez behind him? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> there is only a simple answer to that yeah. question, and it's yes. They looked they looked really good in that extra time period, mm. but all of their chances came from just whipping the ball into the box. Yeah. Albeit good crosses, but against Premier League defenders, you're probably going to... They lacked up. that like killer path, which is what yeah. Rodriguez offers. Yeah. All, and he, you know, he's one of those players that can shoot from 25 yards out and stick it in the top corner, which they almost did. If it wasn't for, for Jordan Pickford's yeah. incredible what save. Is, I, I will have to watch that save again at some point because I still haven't seen oh, no. a replay of it. But, of course, extra time finished with the score still level at one all, And it went down to the dreaded penalties. And obviously, as we said before, England, three penalties in World Cups. They've lost all three of them. That was Colombia's first ever penalty shootout at a World Cup. They didn't do badly. <laughs> no. So, to be fair, if you're going to go into a World Cup match hoping to beat someone on penalties, you want to be beating someone who's never had one before. But I'm special mention to Ospina. He dived the right way for mm. every single penalty. Yeah. And he got his hand to Jordan Henderson's, who he saved, and to Eric Dyer's winning penalty. So... It uh, was not far away at all. No, it was that was a, um, a scary penalty. Fair play to everyone who took one for England, yeah. though. Yeah. Harry Kane and Rashford's penalties were... Stunning. He Almost couldn't save them. Identical, yeah. right, rifled into that bottom yeah. corner. Yeah, um, I mean, I was nervous as soon as I thought Trippier's got it because he's been on, he's yeah. been on free kicks and stuff in corners all, all tournament. I thought he had it. When Henderson stepped up, I immediately thought I'm a bit worried now. And then Dyer, I was very, very, I was trying to put on a front, and I was genuinely saying to the TV, he's like, right, he's going to score, he's going to score, but inside I was bricking it because I was like, yeah. he didn't look terribly confident. Mm. He was sort of stood up like. Stood a bit sideways to the yeah. ball, not looking great. And like, compare that to Harry Kane, who's got about a two step run up and just smashes it in the top corner. Yeah. Um, or down the middle, like he did then. But I was nervous, but it went in. It went in and we're through to the quarterfinals. The first time that Sweden. England fans can ever say that they've won a World Cup penalty shootout, yeah. which is mental because I was reading a stat earlier. England have never missed a penalty that they've been awarded in a World Cup game. Really? Since 1958, they've scored all 10 penalties that they've been given in World Cup games, but never won a penalty <laughs> shootout, shootout before. Well, before the tournament, there was so much talk about Southgate and his penalty preparation. It's like whether he's practicing loads, whether he's not practicing them at all, because that was one of the rumours, is that the whole team just weren't practicing penalties, yeah. and that was their way to get through it. But, I mean, I don't believe that now. Oh, no, yeah, you have to... You have to make your team practice penalties. You can't double <laughs> No, no, don't worry. We're not going to make it go to penalties. So don't practice them at all. Yeah, especially if it's England. I think you have yeah. to do not prepare because it just always happens. If it gets there, just just kick it in the goal. <laughs> yeah. That's what you have to do, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you think there's so many ways. Like professional keepers always dive. So all yeah. you have to do is just 
ship it down the middle and you'll be all right. But yeah, it's, uh, Ospina it's, was good, but Pickford, oh my gosh, that left hand save! What a save from Carlos Backer! Yeah, and I mean, Alan's had to rush off to work, hence why he's not here for podcast uh, episode five. Yes. Mental. Yeah, sorry um, that you've got me instead. <laughs> yeah, you'll be okay. You're our special um, guest. <laughs> you feel you have to feel welcome. I do. But yeah, he he was very happy that Carlos Backer missed because mm. as a West Ham fan, Carlos Backer <laughs> turned them down because <laughs> ah, they didn't really pay him did. enough money. So I mean, I won't repeat exactly what he said because it's definitely not broadcastable. But yeah, let's just <laughs> did say, have an F and a U in it. <laughs> the words that he did say that I can say were yes, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there were more words in that <laughs> sentence, but what a save that was. Yeah. It's a strong hand yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get those goalies who they put a hand out there and it just flaps back. Yeah. <laughs> and just, there's no strength to it. But for Pickford, he's, he's quite young as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's got a big career ahead of him. Yeah. And if that, if that goal off the corner hadn't gone in and that had won us, that save had won us the game, you'd never hear the end of it mm. up oh, until no. next season when he plays for Everton and they lose 5 0 to. Yeah, Leicester or something, but uh, yeah, he, that would have just been huge for him and for for the whole country if he if that was the winning save. You know what? They England deserved it on performance. Yeah. England went out there to play football. Colombia went out there to play a style of football that is only seen on the streets in Colombia. I'd assume <laughs> yeah. um, that is is that why everyone in Colombia's got broken legs? <laughs> yeah, pretty, that's why Hammers is injured. That's how they've been training. <laughs> just tackle, <laughs> like kicking his shins to pieces, but. Oh, what a game. I'm yeah. Like I said, I'm not okay. I'm no. generally not. But um, well, no, I, I said after the Panama match, I said that was the best performance I think I've ever seen England produce. Um, and obviously, performance-wise, that wasn't the best performance I've ever seen England produce. Like, it wasn't bad, but it's the biggest win I've ever seen from England. Oh, yeah. Um, admittedly, I'm not terribly old. But... True. Uh, I've I've just never I've never experienced anything like that for an English show. and you could see how much it meant to the players as well. Like there's a, there was the image of Harry Kane after the match, just like on his knees, just punching the floor in like we've done it. Like we, you know he's led his team to to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, which I think before the tournament, if anyone said you're going to get to the quarterfinals, take that. Oh, hundred percent. Take that because you know we've had such a bad record before um, that the quarterfinals generally seemed like a really good place to go, and now we've got Sweden, another winnable game. Uh, are the semis on the horizon? It looks like, I mean, Maybe. it's going to be difficult because England have never beaten Sweden yeah. at an international tournament. No. No, two draws. We know what happened last time. Yeah, that was... I mean, <laughs> with, Joe with Cole... With Roy Hodgson in charge. Joe Cole's wonder goal was ridiculous in, in the last World Cup. But yeah, they've never beaten Sweden at a World Cup, which is troubling because Sweden are playing really well. They did, they did play really, really well. So they had uh, Switzerland earlier, my second team which I was quite sad about yeah um that they lost but a good performance from them they were so so well set up I mean so was Switzerland to be honest it wasn't the most exciting game but so so well set up uh and just you know they play they played to their strengths really really well yeah um and they grinded out a win which they deserved yeah. to be honest um, after a lot of Switzerland had a lot of the ball you know you we know how good Shakiri is uh we know how threatening Switzerland can be but they they held them off perfectly well yeah. Um, so you know that's worrying against England if they can perform like that, play defensively well. If England can't break them down, then you know we might be in for a bit of a struggle. I mean, as as an Italy fan, yeah. I mean both of us are. We knew what Sweden were going to bring because over our two leg playoff, 
they just closed down every they space. Did. And granted, we were a poor Italy side, but yeah. they closed down everything. And they've continued that through the World Cup. You saw them against Germany, unlucky to lose to that like 90-second mm. minute cruise free kick. Yeah. You saw them against Switzerland today. They just shut down every inch of space. And we were watching it at the gym, and I said to you, if this game is going to go Sweden's way, you know Switzerland aren't going to score yeah. because they could not break them down whatsoever. Yeah. So um, we might have that issue. Yeah. Is I think we, especially with Lindelof just playing insatiable. Him, yeah. him and Grandfist yeah. both at the back were just Th- rocks. That partnership is just brilliant. Why doesn't he play like that for Manchester United? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just the pressure, but he's, he's risen to the occasion. Both of them have. Um, really, really stunning. So that'll be a really, really interesting match. That's... On Saturday, three PM. Yeah, the uh, so the early okay. kickoff. I've got about five days to just recompose myself. <laughs> I think a lot of people tomorrow morning are not going to turn up yeah. to work in any sort of fit state. Yeah, I'm expecting need a bath. <laughs> yeah. Put some Michael Bublé on. Just light <laughs> some candles. Put the lights down. Just sit there and just put let up him. Put Harry Kane yeah, poster on the just, wall. Just let him serenade you while you just you just prune in the bath. That's all you need to do. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, no, I'm. I'm fully expecting like NHS reports or something about like the number of casualties <laughs> after tonight going up. Uh, oh, hundred percent. Purely because of the amount of drinking that will be going down after that. I mean, either way, if we lost, we probably would have had even more because people just drinking themselves <laughs> to sleep, just like what's happened, and then waking up being like, I'm not okay. Um, but yeah, so England, Sweden. Saturday, 3 p.m. Looking at the rest of the results from the past days, Brazil beat Mexico, ended up Mm. being pretty elementary in the Mm. end. Mexico gave it a good go for a bit and then just really ran out of steam. Yeah, I think the first, like, 35 minutes, they really went hammer and tongs at it. And then afterwards, it was like... They looked like a completely different Mexico side from when they were playing really well to then coming back from the halftime. And just Brazil just dominated. Yeah, it was like we said, that Mexico against Germany performance. Mexico, that was like the performance of the tournament that, at yeah. that point. Um, and they've just sort of gone a little bit downhill from there, really. Um, Brazil could have done better if Neymar had gotten off of the floor. Oh, we're yeah. gonna, um, we have to talk about that, don't we? Because oh, just fed up of him now. He's one of the best players in world football. but A soft just, breeze can knock him over. He does look like a man that would just get sort of a stiff neck if it was a little bit too cold. <laughs> and just think, sorry, Gaff, I can't play tomorrow. Oh, whoa, what happened? To him? I got out the bath, and uh, <laughs> there was a little bit of a draft coming through the oh, door. He was oh, having. I broke a bit of my finger. Like I tore a bit of my fingernail. Like, <laughs> yeah. Snapped off. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not up for it. You know, I just, oh, you know, you need a pedicure. Just... Let me relax for a few days, and I can come back. It it's was... infuriating. Yeah. But then the news out of that is now that apparently Real Madrid has offered 300 million euros for him Jeez. Wow. so I don't know how much truth there is to that but that's the story that's been going around today where does that money go like it, it doesn't into get... people's pockets yes yeah. just li- small briefcases are being passed <laughs> around like you take this much you take this you much the security for that like transfer oh, yeah. hell. Um, no so uh, Brazil could you know if Neymar got up off the floor and actually you know performed to his potential it could be a really really good side and to win they'll need to do that because oh, they're coming up against Belgium uh, in their mm. quarterfinal match, who could be in- an incredibly testing match for them with the attack. You know the attacking threat that Belgium yeah. have got. 
What a game that is. I mean, we said it about the France-Argentina game, which turned out to be an absolute stunner of a game. Yeah, who predicted that? What a game. I mean, we said it was either going to be a boring nil-nil draw because mm. both of them were just dire in the group stages yeah. or it would come alive, and it was the latter. Two but, from Mbappe, a oh, stunner from Aguero in the 93rd minute. Mental. Di Maria's just belter. That's like, going to go down as one of the goals of the tournament, yeah, to be no, fair. We've got a goal of the tournament list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, which will need to be updated after this, after this round, because so, some of the goals that have been scored are just unbelievable. But yeah, that Di Maria goal was done. Argentina looked really, really poor up until that point. It's about forty minutes in. Yeah, they were one nil down. Di Maria scored that, and they just came alive. And then I missed the second half, <laughs> unfortunately, which is one of the best second halves of the whole tournament. But um, yeah, they just you know the whole match came alive, and both teams showed how good they can be. But yeah, France progressed. Who are up against Uruguay? That would be a good game. Another good game. That'd be interesting. They knocked out Portugal. Yeah. That, that was. To be fair, I yeah. think that's probably one of the more straightforward results yeah. of the of the last sixteen because Uruguay played really well. Cavani mm. finally sort of took the game by the scruff of the neck, and yeah. his second goal was unbelievable. He just bent it round first time. <laughs> yeah. And literally first touch. Like oh. straight in the corner, um, it was the battle of you know three players, and yeah. the Uruguayans came out on top. So yeah. we've got no Messi and no Ronaldo now in this World Cup, which means Harry Kane on top for Golden Boot probably will mm. be top yeah. unless Lukaku can. But is oust him. he's still injured? I don't know if he back, he'll be back for that. Um, he played against Japan. Oh, did he come on? Yeah, yeah, he started for J- against Japan and, oh, okay. and played. I think the injury was just a just a ploy to get him out of the team. Yeah. I don't How think it was. You know, I think if if Belgium start. The way they did against Japan, I don't. I yeah. Don't really, I don't really see them doing very well against Brazil. But then, if they started the way they did against Tunisia, then true. True. they've got a really big chance because that was stunning. Their attacking football yeah. they played there, and it's maybe started to broaden that attacking role because that's how they finished the match against Tunisia, and they were incredible. Yeah. So, I, we just don't know what side we're going to get mm. from Belgium. We but. said it early doors in either episode one or two that for Belgium to be good they really have to play to their strengths. And Yannick Carrasco, still as a left wing back, he just doesn't do it for no. me. Great going forwards. Yeah. But if he was in one of those advanced roles, yeah. he could yeah. be a real threat. And have to, you know, But they've got so much depth there already, they just thought, well, we'll try and put as much attacking talent on as possible. It just really doesn't work with him trying to defend. No. I mean, that's where the Japan first goal came yeah. from, down that uh, left-hand side. And you're going to think, if Willian is on one wing mm. and Neymar is on another wing, if Carrasco doesn't track back on Willian, Willian will punish him every oh, single time. Yeah. The only thing that I'd say that works in Belgium's favour, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, Marouane Fellaini <laughs> is genuinely one of the best sort of impact subs that Bra- uh, Brazil have. No. <laughs> one of the best Brazilian impact- Fellaini. Jeez, no, they imagine? don't need any more better players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fellaini is one of the best impact subs that Belgium have. Yeah. Because yeah. you saw it in that World Cup that plan A to pass the ball around Japan wasn't working. And then Martinez realised, hang on a second, Fellaini is about two foot taller than any Japanese player on the pitch. We're just going to lump the ball into the box and see what happens. Well, that's what he did for Everton before he moved to Manchester United. That's why he was such a, you know, that's why they paid so much money for him. Because he's a centre forward, play with another striker on the pitch. Just lob the ball up to him. He can bring it down. He's good on the air. Like, that's all you need. And sometimes, you know, for Belgium, if they're not playing that well, he can be a match winner for them. And he and he well he wasn't the match winner but he he tied the game yeah. and then 
NASA Chadley of all people for relegation. Yeah, relegation. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> crazy. Who'd have thought this this World Cup, man? <laughs> I just don't know what's going on. It will go down as the the best World Cup. I mean, in it's history. been pretty crazy, right? Germany not getting past the group stages. Yeah. Ronaldo and Messi bowling out. Yeah, and then Spain getting knocked out yeah. by Russia. Perfect segue in the first penalty shootout of the day. Yeah, um, so there's been three penalty shootouts in the in three days. <laughs> That's mental. In one round, one would think it's uh, you know. Rigged. Oh. <laughs> Considering Russia mm. were involved in one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, not, <laughs> we're not going there. Spain. Legally, we're not allowed. We've been told by our lawyers. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you, yeah, you go back to Russia, but Spain were poor. They had a thousand plus passes. And I think it was the, yeah, it was the most of any, any team in regular time. They mm. had 770, I think, in, yeah. in regular time, which is the most of any team ever. They drew 1-0 and lost on penalties. Do you think Murata's sitting at home like, man, this is why you should have bought me. <laughs> scored a couple well, of goals. No, because they, they, in, the, in the match against Portugal, their opening match, they played direct football up to Costa mm. and it worked. All their other matches, they haven't done that. So, And Murata's a fairly similar player in that respect, is that he, yeah. he, he wouldn't get involved yeah. in the tiki-taka sort of football. So I think if he was there, he wouldn't have made much of a difference either. That's why I think Aspas has been coming on to try and sort of get involved in that a little bit more. Yeah, but true. Um, they're just they're struggling and they need a huge a huge sort of overturn in their theology of Spanish football yeah. um, how much do we reckon them firing their coach two days before the tournament started played an impact in that I'm going to go with more than 100% <laughs> I think also for psychological reasons for the players as well like yeah. oh my god we've just sacked our manager <laughs> what what are we going to do who's going to take over Barry the well probably not Barry probably well, more like Fernando Hierro but <laughs> yeah um no, I mean... It, Russia played well, to be fair to them. They did. Yeah. Just stuck to what got them there, and that was lumping the ball up to Joiba and him winning a penalty off a Gerard penalty kick PK. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible joke. <laughs> Gerard Shakira's leaving him after this World Cup PK. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least now both of them can have a nice holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an extra time that he didn't think you'd have before. But yeah, fair play to Russia, and what a save from Akinfeyev. Yeah, oh, man of the match. What a... Hero. That one foot, what is it? like that? I don't even think I could react that quickly, let alone. I mean, I'm not professional. The only goalie, time I've so. ever moved that fast is when someone told me there was a spider next to me, and like that was <laughs> one time. Like, other than that, I don't, yeah, he was insane, but unbelievable. All save. credit to Russia. Um, and then followed by the other penalty shootout of the day Croatia versus Denmark. A very interesting match considering Croatia were the poorest they've been this tournament. Yeah. They seem to do this, though. And, like, we said how good they were in the group and how... Pundit's curse. Yeah, but Mm. they... I think we mentioned it earlier, or we were talking about it uh, at some point at the pub. Croatia normally do really well in the groups. And then in the Euros, they came up against a Portugal side who hadn't won a game, and then they lost to a Charisma header in the 119th minute. Previous to that, remember in the 2002 World Cup, they had to beat Turkey... On penalties yeah. to get to a semi-final of a World Cup, and they butchered it. So it maybe shows you that maybe they're just not good under the pressure. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the best Croatia side they've had in a very long time. Like yeah. Modric at the top yeah. of his game, top of yeah, top of like the best midfielder yeah. in the world. Um, Rakitic. Rakitic, just again, Barcelona star every week, like stunning form. Uh, and then Perisic, Rebic, and Mandzukic also playing really well as well. It's just, and then the depth in midfield they've got with like Brozovic, Kovacic, Badel as well. Like, it, it's a very, very good team, yeah. but they just didn't perform. 
No. Um, and against the Denmark team that looked better for half of the match at least. Yeah, the Danish coach made, I think, either a formational change or he just shifted personnel around on the pitch a little bit more. But they just sort of took over after half-time. And to be fair, probably could have won that game, even if Kasper Schmeichel had to make an yeah. unbelievable late penalty save. He's doubled his transfer fee. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Also, such a proud dad, though. Right? <laughs> his dad must be like, I was so upset that at the end when I know. he's just like he was punching the air and then obviously the, the last penalty went in and he was just gutted um, sat up on the stands. I mean, I'm going to be cynical on this one because I'm always the cynical person. Great saves from the keepers. All penalties oh, yeah. they should have saved though. Modric's one yeah, extra time was a poor terrible. penalty so he should have saved yes. that. And all of the penalties in the shootout that the keepers saved were terrible. They were either really easy height or just rolled into corners yeah. or down the middle. Compared to the shootout we've just seen as exactly. well. With some really top-notch finishes on them. like It was a bit poor. Exactly. So, you know what? I think Croatia is still a team that you've got to be scared of because mm. with players like Modric and co, they can produce just a moment out of nothing. But if you're an England fan, you're thinking, you know what? You could take, maybe bar France or Brazil, you could take any of these teams, I think. Yeah. No, it is looking promising. And like, you know, it look, for the final, it looks very promising for a, a plus spot in the final. Oh, yeah. But we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're definitely not, no. Um, <laughs> I'm just, oh, it's coming home, boys. It's coming home. It might, you know what? It very well. I was literally driving over here, and on the radio, they were playing. It's coming home, like three <laughs> lines, and I was just—they were having people phone in, it's like just saying like, "Oh, where, where's football going, guys?" And it's like, "Oh, oh, hang on, oh, oh, it's coming home!" Like just on the radio, like everyone's so excited about it. So, you know, it's a good thing that everyone is so excited because, as I say, it's a team that you can genuinely be proud of and invest in. But exactly, just to hold off on the on yeah. the, the we're getting to the final chance yet. Maybe until. And maybe until the next game. I maybe mean, until we get there, then you can... Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if we look at the quarterfinals, we've got Uruguay versus France on the Friday. How do we see that one going, Luca? It'll be a tight game, I think. I yeah. think if Cavani steps up like he did against Portugal, and you've got Griezmann, it'll be a nice clash, but it'll be a good, I think it'll be a good game to watch. Who do you think will win? Uruguay. Oh, he's Ooh. gone to Uruguay. Tim? I can't look past France after that Argentina match. Right. Like, Mbappe is dangerous. After yeah. that, like, I think he's, what, the youngest player ever to score two goals in the same match at a World Cup since Pele in 58. Yeah. And the youngest player to do it and to score two goals in a World Cup since Michael Owen in, like, 1998. It's mental. Like, he's just, oh, he's just so quick. The thing is, you'd be like, oh, man, <laughs> he's come out of nowhere. He hasn't, though. He's, he's worth £169 million yeah. Pounds yeah. and he's at PSG. But Well, there's rumours he's not even going to PSG now. Oh, really? Yeah, he might end up somewhere else now. Oh, I don't oh, think blimey. so, but... We'll have to have a special transfer rumour podcast. Yeah, cause... after the World Cup finished. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> after we've got everyone's sort of transfer values from their performances. Oh, that's a lot we'll of research. Have a special, yeah, we'll have a special transfer episode. But no, he's stunning and he can cause anyone problems. Um, yeah. And I, I want to see him running at Godin and to see what happens. Oh, yeah. That'll be interesting because that Uruguay defence has been pretty much rock solid yeah. all Probably tournament. Probably the best defence of the tournament. Yeah, I'd say bar Denmark's, who unfortunately are out now. But yeah. it's been... Or a... maybe Sweden, because they've yeah. been good. But and, yeah, no, they're still in it. They've been so, so good. Yeah. Um, so that'd be really, really interesting. Yeah. Then we've got Brazil versus Belgium as the late kickoff on the Friday. Again, that Friday is a mental day of football. Uruguay, France and Brazil, Belgium, in their own right, could all be yeah. finals. Compared to the day after, which looks like it should just be like a, a yeah. Confederations Cup match. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> um, 
the, yeah, two of the, the sorry, four of the, the top teams in the world. I don't know who's going to win between Brazil and Belgium. No, I can't call it. Luca, <laughs> Luca. <laughs> as give the guest, to, you can go first. Give it to the guest. Long no, pause. Can't think of anything. It's uh, it's a dramatic pause. Oh, it's a dramatic pause. Yeah. I think Brazil would take it. Yeah. Right. yeah, I really do. I think own goal from Vincent Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid, solid shot. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Belgium. Oh, okay. Just to keep I think it. Maybe the woes from four years ago from Brazil might set in again. They'll go goal down. True. They'll struggle. Neymar yeah. won't perform. Hazard will slot one in. Uh, and Brazil won't be able to come back because they don't look like they've got the strength to come back from, like, if they're 2 0 down. Fair. I'm not sure they'll be able to, you know, unless Firmino starts, which I've been calling for the whole yeah, he tournament should, tournament. He should start. He just gives them something a little different. Especially against Belgium with those three massive centre-backs. Exactly. And he scored, which Jesus mm. hasn't done yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, then, on. as you said, we go into this. Oh, no, I'm waiting for you to say Brazil or Belgium. Oh, I didn't even say Uruguay-France. Uh, I think Uruguay will be... I think the defence will just do it. I don't yeah. know why. Brazil, Belgium... I'm going to say Brazil. I, I think they're going to hammer Belgium. I don't know why. I just you've got that feeling. I just have a feeling that... So they'll win that and then they'll come against England and then they're going to lose 7-1. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go for Brazil on that one. Uh, the Saturday games, Sweden-England. Well, I can't not say England, can I? Especially yeah. after that. I think Sweden are going to give England a tough ask. Sweden are very good defensively and very organised, but they're not very clinical. Yeah. And you saw that with their goal today. A bit fortuitous. They yeah. missed a few chances they as did. well. If if Kane can bag one, yeah, and we can get on top, I think that's probably it. But yeah. if we can't score, Sweden are definitely capable of nicking one in like the 89th minute. Yeah, maybe not as good as set pieces because uh, Grankvist and Lindelof not as attacking. Yeah, as mm. Yerry Mina, but uh, I think it's no, still a threat. Still a threat. Yeah, hundred percent. Berg hasn't scored in about eleven games, but. Yeah, you know, that's true. You know how good he can be. Well, so. I mean, if his shooting is anything like that shot he took against Switzerland. Just rifled <laughs> Just it. rifled it they've, so far. Right? They've got Sebastian Larsson back, though, yes, uh, for that yeah. match. So, you know, it's a massive creative input there. Yeah. And a set-piece master. So you've gone England. I'm going England. Luca? Oh, I don't want to be... I know this is a podcast for everyone who's English. Um, it's think, an international podcast. Yeah, you're right. You know, we've got, we've got Catch us on Apple, things. Google, and Anchor.fm. <laughs> uh, I would like to say England, and I'm going to say Sweden. Ah! <laughs> He's gone for Sweden. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say England. I think they'll do it. They're, but Sweden are going to be a tough. They're arc. strong. Both of them are strong. Yeah, but oh. I, I, for some reason, I just think Sweden can. Just chip away at their defence more than England can chip away at. I just, I just think when you've got the Messiah on your team wearing the captain's armband, nothing can go wrong. Messiah Kane. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get knighted if England win the World Cup. Oh, let's be honest. Oh, he's sorry. He will get an OBE. And oh, so will Gareth Southgate. That whole squad will get an OBE and somehow the Sun will blame something on Raheem Sterling. <laughs> They'll be like... Ugh. He didn't score enough. No, he, well, he hasn't, no. has he? But, no. um, anyway, and, Russia, Croatia. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be really controversial on this. Croatia were really poor against Denmark and mm. Russia have got all of the fans there. So I'm going to go go Russia. That's a fair point, Luca. Yeah, I think I'm sticking with Danny on this one. Russia, I think Russia. I'm going to go Croatia because I can't look past Modric. I just think he's just on the top of his game. Um, But of course, I mean, Russia have got some good players that have really, really shone through. Like Golovin, he's being linked with Chelsea for about £25 million. Yeah, he's Um, been. Juba is a really good threat up front. Uh, and you know, if Cheryshev plays, we all know how good he can, how, how what a goal he can yes. score. So it could be a very good game, but um, so I'm going to go Croatia because mm. I can't look past. I think for morale as well, you know, when you have 
as many fans as Russia have. They've got yeah. all the fans behind them. So they can play badly, but they've got that morale boost that they, you know, they... <laughs> My, with, uh, with fist action. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've, they're basically playing every game at home because yeah. they've got all the fans yeah. behind them. But no, I think, you know what? It's going to be... It's going to be so interesting. Yeah. This is one of the, my favorite World Cups in a while. Yeah. And not only because I'm looking at it as a neutral, it's been so many goals. If only Italy were there. Yeah. You know mm. what? I don't, not that I don't care that they're not there, but it's been so fun to watch it as a neutral. Yeah. So many penalties. I can't imagine. So many penalties. Um, I mean, I was really rooting for Japan, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really was rooting for Japan. And they cleaned their, their changing room. I know. They made it spot. They looked like someone had not ever set foot in that oh, changing room. It's just the room. most stereotypical Japanese thing to do, wasn't it? It's just <laughs> to clean it with an inch of its life. It's literally like when they played Senegal in the group and all of the fans cleaned the stadium afterwards and you think, that's so nice. <laughs> you travel to a different country yeah. and you just go, let's clean, we've, we've made a mess. Japan win the honorary Game Time Fair Play Awards. Mm. Even after their dirty ball-hogging tactics. <laughs> right, excluding, excluding that 15 minutes. <laughs> excluding that 15 dirty minutes. Um, I was very sweet with them. Uh, if only they had a goalkeeper that was wearing green. Yes, I mean... Oh, yeah, you brought up that. It's, I don't know where I read it. I read it a long, long time ago. You're light reading when you're not doing the podcast. Yeah, it was something to do with... I think it was specifically for the 98 World Cup, but it was goalkeepers wearing green saved more penalties than any other colour. But then goalkeepers wearing red now save more penalties. So I'm just saying I texted my girlfriend... During, well, before the penalty shootout, saying... He's wearing green. <laughs> Pickford is wearing green. He'll win. Because they, like, blend into the pitch. Yeah, so they can't see them, so thinking. they can't see which way they die. Exactly. Yeah. I said it about Subasic the day before, that Croatia are going to win because he's wearing green. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm saying, sure. my messed up tactics seem to work. If only they were wearing camo, like, camo suits. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just wearing gloves dilly suits. floating. <laughs> Do you want to know my weird stat of the day after that one's Go on. weird stat? So, you know, I continue to look through history at previous games mm. of countries so obviously i picked out brazil versus belgium as basically the biggest of the uh, of the ties in the yes. quarterfinal so they've played each other overall in their in any game world cup or friendly they've played each other four times four they've played each other four times and brazil have won three of them belgium, what was the other result the belgium won or was it a draw? belgium won 5-1 in an international in an international friendly in 1963 oh, wow. and then it's not massively relevant then and then just two years later in a friendly brazil won 5-0 <laughs> and then the most important one of those was the 2002 world cup the only competitive fixture they played together brazil obviously won that one on route to winning the world cup they won it 2-0 i remember that it was a uh, yeah you, you would have been five yeah it would have been five showing your age Rivaldo and Ronaldo. I mean, I don't really get much better than that. To no. be fair, I mean that's a that's pretty solid. Um, but yeah, so not good for Belgium if you look back through history. But the best team maybe they've ever had. So mm. yeah, exactly. So it will be possibly the pick of the ties. I think. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. But yeah, that's my little look yeah. back through history for this week. I think we're probably going to end it there. I'm still yeah. not. Okay. I'm just. I'm. You know. I'm about to pass out from it's exhaustion nice. after that England shootout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us on Game Time. Thank you, Luke, for coming no, in and being our special for, guest for this thank week. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been, it's, it's been nice. So when is your TV show coming out? And can uh, you tell us a bit about it? Yeah. It comes out in America on Hulu and NBC oh, Kids So we have to August. pay for it. <laughs> you can if you yes. want. <laughs> I, um, legally, yes, you have to pay for <laughs> it. Yes, you do have to pay for that if you want to watch the show. But if you do. Um, <laughs> but uh, for England, it, well, in the UK... 
and Ireland. It comes out in September on Nickelodeon. And what is it? So it's a, it's a TV show uh, about ballet and it has time travel involved. Ooh. So it's set in 1905, but she, the main ballet dancer, Lena Grisky, who's a Russian princess, gets transported to 2018 via a magical necklace that her boyfriend gives her. And then she has to figure out how to be a 2018 student. What's it called? It's called Find Me in Paris. Find Me in Paris. It's set in Paris, just so you know. <laughs> no, uh, it's set in Luton. And uh, <laughs> all about Luton Airport. You've got to find the missing aircraft. And uh, I play one of the three bad guys who Ooh. have to find her, find the timepiece. We're not entirely sure why we have to do both. Um, but there we go. And do you ballet dance in it? I do not ballet dance in it. I just wear a heavy oh, amount of it's eyeliner. Not watching, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us on Game thank Time. As always, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GameTime underscore pod. You can email us GameTimePodcast1 at gmail.com. And we're available on like all streaming sites. We're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on Anchor.fm, which is the main one. Yeah. Anchor.fm slash game dash time. Uh, and join us then for more awesome World Cup content. Bye. Bye. Adios.